All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of Easy Street Sports. I'm also happy to announce that you can find us on Spotify and on YouTube now. So that's a pretty big thing for us. With me here today is Eric. Go ahead and say hello. Good afternoon, everybody. How are we doing today? Doing great. Excited to get started again with another podcast, another segment of your Easy Street Sports. All right, great. So, the end of this month is the NFL Draft, so that's coming up pretty fast. So, we're going to take a look at the first 10 picks in the draft. And we're going to look at those first 10 picks specifically, because you can look at the teams that are in the first 10 and also think about their quarterback situation. For example... On the opposite end of the first round, you have the 32nd pick, which Detroit has, which they received from the Rams. The Rams, of course, now have Matthew Stafford, a Tier 1 quarterback. He proved it this year. 31st pick, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, I think, proved that he's Tier 1 level potential. I know it's still early in his career, but he's definitely shown that ceiling. 30, you have Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. So, again, another Tier 1 quarterback at the back half, the back end of the first round. You have Miami picking at number 29. They received that pick from San Francisco, who had Jimmy Garoppolo, which we have talked about is a strong Tier 2. You have Green Bay at 28 who we have as a Tier 1 quarterback. Tampa Bay, 27, with another Tier 1 quarterback. And then you have Tennessee at 26, who has a strong Tier 2 quarterback with Ryan Tannehill. And then the Bills are picking at 25 with Josh Allen, another Tier 1 quarterback. Then you have Dallas, the Cowboys, with... Dak Prescott, who we said is a strong Tier 2. And then at 23, you have Arizona with Kyler Murray, who we think or we believe is another Tier 1. Then you get to Las Vegas at 22 with Derek Carr, who's another strong Tier 2. And then finally, you get to 21 with New England, who has a rookie in Mac Jones, who it's too early to tell what that's going to look like. Uh, New England has a strong history, especially with their coach there. So you can see just in these last picks, the level of ability at the quarterback position dictates where they're going to pick in the first round every year. Unless they, of course, the anomaly of trading a first round pick like the Rams and the 49ers have. But generally, if a team has a tier one quarterback, they're picking from the 21st to the 32nd pick because they're always in the playoffs, right? With that established, now let's transition to the first 10. You have Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, another rookie who, instead of Mac Jones being in the playoffs, near the, back, the, the front of the pack and the back of the first round, you have Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, a rookie, who has to pick number one overall, and we all know that 
Jacksonville ran into a lot of coaching issues. So hopefully those get resolved or improve at least next year. Then you have Detroit with Jared Goff, who we can argue is a middle-of-the-pack tier two. I mean, you could definitely do worse and you could definitely do better. You have Houston with Davis Mills as their tier one quarterback. Or, sorry, their, their starting quarterback, who is more of a tier three. With Kyle Allen out of Houston behind him. And then Jeff, Jeff Driscoll out of Louisiana Tech behind him. So Houston has a tier three quarterback with Davis Mills out of Stanford. Kyle Allen out of Houston, and Jeff Driscoll out of Louisiana Tech. So you're starting a Tier 3 quarterback, and then you have question marks behind him. And Texas picks when? Houston picks when? They pick third. Okay. Then you have the Jets, who are picking fourth. They have Zach Wilson. So that's another rookie, another quarterback that they're waiting to see if that project works. Then you have the Giants. With Daniel Jones, who we believe is a Tier 3 quarterback. Then behind him, you have Tyrod Taylor out of Virginia Tech. Daniel Jones is out of Duke. Tyrod Taylor out of Virginia Tech. Brian Lewerke out of Michigan State. And Davis Webb out of California. So the Giants have a Tier 3, a Tier 3, a Tier 3 question mark, and a question mark. So again, another team at the front of the draft who doesn't have a, a Tier 2, let alone a Tier 1, uh, starting as their quarterback. So that doesn't give a lot of confidence to their success in the future. Number 6, you have Carolina. So you have the Panthers, who have Sam Donald out of USC and P.J. Walker out of Temple. So I know Sam Darnold has made comments that he can play well in the NFL. And unfortunately, the numbers aren't in his favor. So you could argue a tier three for low, Sam Darnold. Low two. Low two, high three. Hasn't shown much more than that. Yep. And then P.J. Walker out of Temple. So a question mark. Then you have the Giants again where they got that pick from Chicago, and Chicago's in a situation where they have Justin Fields as their starter. With with Justin Fields out of Ohio State as their rookie. Then you have Trevor Simeon out of Northwestern, Nick Foles out of Arizona, and then Ryan Willis out of Virginia Tech. So you have a rookie, question mark. You have Nick Foles, who has some history with the Eagles, but now he's kind of lost a little bit of that Spunk, and then another question mark with Ryan Willis. So again, another team who has not a Tier 1 quarterback, not even a strong Tier 2, and you're seeing that they're picking in the very front of the first round. Then, at number 8, you have the Atlanta Falcons, who traded away Matt Ryan for a third-round pick. And now they have Marcus Mariota out of Oregon and Felipe Franks out of Arkansas. And for Marcus Mariota, he did start in Tennessee. Then he got benched by Ryan Tannehill. Then he's kind of been in a few places. And now he has another starting spot, 
But we can say he's probably a middle of the pack, Jared Goff level, you know, middle of the pack tier two. Then you have Denver with Russell Wilson now as their starting quarterback, who actually got the trade from the Seattle Seahawks. So Denver has, I believe, fixed their quarterback situation with now their quarterback room consisting of Russell Wilson out of Wisconsin, a clear, very strong Tier 1 quarterback, Josh Johnson out of San Diego, and then Brian Ripien out of Boise State. So strong Tier 1, Tier 3 question mark, or Tier 3 slash question mark. And then to finish off again, you have the Jets, who are who got their pick from Seattle. And now the Seahawks, their quarterback room consists of Drew Locke, who they traded with the Broncos. Drew Locke was out of Missouri. Jacob Eason out of Washington. And Geno Smith out of West Virginia. So in the first... 10 picks, and you can even expand into the 11th pick with Washington, the Commanders, who now have Carson Wentz as their quarterback, as well as, or sorry, Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State, and then Taylor Heineke out of Old Dominion, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick out of Harvard. So again, a Tier 2, Taylor Heineke, who started with the Commanders a few years, you know, the last few years. And now he's benched behind Carson Wentz, so that's a Tier 3. And then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's kind of been all over the place. Maybe a low 2, average 2. He, he can, he's, he's played well at, at, at times. I mean, he's, plus he can help you know, with the younger guys. Ryan right. I, I think the best point that you just made is at times he plays well. Right. So there's bursts of Tier 2 level play, and then... His inconsistency, kind of being all over the place, doesn't help him either. But, so again, the first pick all the way through the 11th pick, with the 12th pick being Minnesota, they have Kirk Cousins, and I think that's pretty set in stone. The first 10 picks have the potential where they need a quarterback or their quarterback project or their experiment is still in the works or they just need somebody from the draft. Correct. So... Let's go through each one of these and think about, does this team need a quarterback? What trade with another team makes sense? Or who do they take at that spot? All right? That sounds good. Okay. So, to start off, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. We looked at it earlier. Their starting quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. And, of course, he's only been there a year. His first season was a little bit of a... A pretty big wash with the Urban Meyer situation and their new coach coming in now. So I think they're still going to continue with Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. So what does Jacksonville do with that first pick? I've seen two different approaches that they can take. They can either take a defensive lineman or they can take, or sorry, a defensive end or they can take an offensive lineman. I, Jacksonville, I think, is a hard one to, to figure out because of the year that they just went through. I think the coaching issue, 
Um, it, it's hard to get a read on, on exactly where they're at, how good Trevor Lawrence is. You know, um, so they got a whole new, you know, coaching staff coming in. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is next year. I think Trevor Lawrence has got huge upside. I think he has the potential to, to move into a tier one spot. Um, I think you got to really evaluate the weapons that he has, but you also have to realize that I, I don't see him necessarily scoring a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, on the offensive side so I think the next best thing and that's what they're looking at is to, is to shore up that def- defensive front yep. you know you got a tough defensive front and you're putting tremendous pressure on the quarterback and you're shutting down the run game you know when you're putting that quick pressure on the quarterback that really puts the defense in a position where the defensive backs are, are, you know, going to really benefit from that mm-hmm. front four. So, you know, I think right now, I think that's, you know, they're not going to look for another quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is their mm-hmm. guy for at least another two years, maybe three, and he should show himself by then what he's capable of. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I think that when you look at, uh, you, you know, when I think you look at that, you, you got to, you know, is the running game strong? You know, is, you know, um, that's a consideration because you don't want the whole, especially early in his career, you don't want the whole thing to fall on his his shoulders. But mm-hmm. what, if Jackson will, Jacksonville were to strengthen their defense, which I think Cincinnati, if you try to compare, you know, where Joe Burrow is compared to Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow had a strong defense, yep. you know, working with him. So that I think that helps. I think that helps with his confidence. I think it helps with his, you know, his mindset out there. You know, that he knows that if he, you know, doesn't sustain the drive, he has to give it up to the defense, and they got a strong defense, he knows he can get it back. Where if you have a weak defense, that puts, you know, tremendous pressure on the quarterback to sustain drives. So, you know, I, I think that there's there's second and third level benefits that people don't recognize, um, you know, when a younger quarterback has that strong defense. Look at Tom Brady. I mean, yep. the Buccaneers have a strong defense. The Packers, they get a strong defense. So, you know, I, I think obviously just, just, you know, looking at it at face value, everybody, yeah, you want a strong defense to stop, but you don't realize that, you know how much that can actually benefit yeah. the, the you know a young quarterback. Yeah, it so. creates kind of a safety net right. to where if they do make a mistake on offense, the defense can exactly. get them out of a hole if right. need if need be. So I do like that defensive pick uh, for for Jacksonville. Yeah, I do. I do like that. Yeah. So let's do something that you talked about. Let's compare their some of these special stats with the Jaguars and the Bengals. Okay. Because you have two quarterbacks that are in roughly the same situation. They're, they're younger in their career. They're still trying to get their footing. So it's taking a look at how has the organization around them, Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars and Joe Burrow with the Bengals, what do their stats look like with each of those teams? For Trevor Lawrence, let's look at the number of times he was sacked. This year, he was sacked 32 times. The offense total rushing yards was 
1755 and the total number of defensive sacks was 32 okay so we've got 32 sacks for Trevor Lawrence 700 rushing yards total for the for the entire team and 32 sacks for the defense okay okay now let's take a look at the Bengals and their stats in those three, those same three uh, Category. categories. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times. This is regular season. Okay. 51 times in the regular season. So the number of sacks is up in Cincinnati. Right. Their rushing yards, 1,742. They have less rushing yards. Almost the same, didn't you say? It was seventeen fifty-five, and this one seventeen forty-two. So almost the same. Roughly the same, same. Technically, just a little less, but you're not talking much. And then the total number of sacks. Defensive sacks. Defensive sacks. Forty-two. Okay, ten. ten So ten more sacks on the year. Is that enough for a team to make it to the playoffs? To make it to the Super Bowl? Well, then yes. So then, when you look at so the big difference is the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. The defense had, what, 10, 10, or 10 more sacks than the other team. Yep. So then that doesn't count the, the hurries and the pressures and the, you know, well, all those type of things, which I'm sure was up considerably more. So, you know, and then you look at the difference in the record. Yeah. So the record, you know, the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals record was – Their full record I think they won ten or eleven games. They they went ten and seven. Ten and seven, that's yeah. yeah but then when you look at uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, they only won a couple games. Yeah, I'll get their exact record here. Three and fourteen. Right. So look at the difference. You know, so when you when you look at that, I think one of the areas because you got to realize these games in the NFL, you know, any team can beat the other, uh, the opposing team on any given Sunday. I mean, the the you know the the uh, you know so the, the the advantage that one team has over another is not as big as you think. It's not like. You know, seeing Alabama play Rutgers. I mean, this no, it's is, these. These are the best of the best that have been, you know, pulled out of the college ranks, and and you know they're filling up these rosters. So, you know, you're getting you, you know you're getting high quality athletes on both sides of the ball. So in Jacksonville's position, you know, you start strengthening the defense. Um, you know, I think you're going to start seeing. You know, you're going to start picking up additional wins. Yep. So that's so I, I like that choice that they're making. Taking the defense. Yep. So our our general census is that they should take a defensive lineman or a defensive end. Yep. Strongest Who, defensive player available. Is that Aiden Hutchinson? I I I think that it depends on 
the other players that they currently have. If you have a Chase Young, for example, then I wouldn't take a Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. You know, so it depends on the other players. But I think defensive line. I think one more player uh, to fill a gap on that defensive line, like a Hutchinson. I think that's that's exactly yeah. what they need. Yeah, I think their three best options in terms of a defensive end, which I think is the direction they're going in. They have Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. They have Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. And then there's Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. And they also have the kid, the other kid from Michigan that they, they think is a raw Von Miller. David Ojabo. The, other, yeah. the, the younger defensive lineman yeah. out of Michigan that, was, that mirrored Aiden Hutchinson on that defense. Right. So there's, there's this draft, I think just as a footnote, this draft is rich in defensive positions. Yeah, there's, there's some quality. There's some, there's some strength there. So, yeah, I think that if I were them, I would be looking in that direction. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's take a look at Detroit. Detroit is another interesting situation where they have a Tier 2 quarterback, so they have somebody who can win them some games with Jared Goff, but I think we can all establish the, the fact that he is not the the end result that we're, that Detroit's looking for in terms of quarterback. I definitely think that they're looking for somebody that can improve that position. Yep. So with that in mind, if their priority in the draft is a quarterback, it's kind of an issue considering the fact that the quarterbacks in this draft are not strong. You have quarterbacks. I, I think the rule of thumb that you have to have when you're looking for a quarterback is you can't draft a tier two quarterback. You have to draft, you, you know, so look at Detroit. Detroit mm-hmm. has a tier two quarterback. Whether they like it or not, he's a tier two quarterback. When you look at the other quarterbacks in the draft, you run down the list. There, there are not. I, I do not see a tier one quarterback in that group. No. You know, you're 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 pulling. Uh, you know. There's a kid from Western Michigan you, in the top ten. I'll list off the top six prospects okay. in terms of quarterback. You have Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, Matt Coral out of Ole Miss, Malik Willis out of Liberty, Sam Howell out of North Carolina, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, and Carson Strong out of Nevada, and then you have Caleb Ellaby out of Western Michigan. Right. That's who you were thinking of. So, yeah, so you're not getting, you know, quarterbacks or, you know, from top programs. These are not, you know, you're not getting a kid from Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama or, you know, they're not, they're, they're, none of them are coming out from mm-hmm. that level. So, you know, if Michigan is looking at pulling one of these kids, they better be seeing a Patrick Mahomes in that group mm-hmm. or don't do it because, just because this new kid looks like a shiny new toy, don't waste a draft pick 
on another tier two. Because if you look at the names that we just threw out there from these teams that are either in starting positions or second or third string, there's tier two quarterbacks throughout the league. There's plenty of them. If you want a, a, a backup to Jared Goff, uh, you know, they're all over the place. So don't waste a, a, a first-round number three pick on a, on a kid that just happens to have a strong arm, you know, in a practice situation, you know, with coaches looking at him. You know, that's, that, that is a completely wasted pick. And, you know, I, I think Detroit needs to needs to look at that defensive line also and realize that you got to get a starting quarterback, but you're not going to get one right now. And there's not one that you can trade for because now you do have a number three pick, but I don't see another team out there that's got a tier one quarterback that they're going to give you with that number three pick that you could trade them. So you've got to use that on a defensive lineman. Now, the other thing that Detroit could do is try to bring in Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield is a step up from Jared Goff, plus his charisma could really now. That's what once that's that's based on his his injury and how he has recovered. Maybe Cleveland knows something that we don't know. But don't don't waste that pick uh, on a tier two quarterback. I don't, I don't care how shiny and how excited you are about this new toy. He's you know don't bring somebody in who who's gonna. You know who may or may not beat out Jared Goff. Right. Yeah, and I think the comments that you're making is about Malik Willis and how he has this super strong arm mm-hmm. and he looks really good at his pro day and and meeting with teams and during the during the the combine and all those things. Every year there are plenty of quarterbacks that have strong arms. Mm-hmm. There are cl- plenty of quarterbacks that can throw the ball really really far. Mm-hmm. But then you have Tom Brady who looked like the Pillbury Doughboy twenty years ago. And he's the greatest of all time. Well, look at him now. I mean, he's got knee braces on. He's not fast. He's not the physical athlete that, you know, some of these other guys are. But his command of the game is so strong. And his confidence and leadership is so strong. Just like with Peyton Manning. And, you know, just like with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you watch Aaron Rodgers play, it's... it's, it's effortless. I mean, he has such command of the game that you know there's no panic. There's it's just a it's just like I mean it's it's just magic out there. Um, but you're not going to get that in this year's draft. I don't know. I don't hear any buzz about any quarterback that they are the next coming of. Now, you, you know there are those situations like with Tom Brady where he was missed. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, what was he, 199th? 199. Yeah. You know, so those things happen. But, you know, I don't see anybody out there, you know, you're not going to pull the kid from Western and bring him in. You know, just like Lewerke from Michigan State. You know, we watched him play. You know, he did a nice job at the college level. He, he's not going to take your team to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. He might fill in for a game or two. He might run your practice squad. But... You know, you got to call a spade a spade. He's not going to take you deep into the playoffs. So this year, your, your pick is coming up, and, you know, you need a quarterback. You're not going to get it this year. And there aren't any on these other teams. We've looked through them. There's nothing out there. You know, look at Colt McCoy. I love that kid coming out of college. 
but he got hurt. And to me, he's the Grant Hill of, of NFL football. I mean, Grant Hill was a superstar. I think Colt McCoy could have been awesome, but injuries, he just couldn't get away from injuries. So his career just never, never, Grant Hill's career never took off as good as he was. I mean, even late in his career, he, he had a little bit of a flicker. He had a little bit of a, you know, uh, shine to him, but nothing like what he could have been if he wouldn't have had the injuries. And I think Colt McCoy's in the same boat. Now he's been in the league for 12, 13 years. I think he's good. I think he can fill in spots and win you some games, but he's not going to, you know, he's a tier two quarterback, and that's that's it. And that's what we're trying to get at is that, look, you got to call it what it is. And, and, you know, I see these teams going in and just going crazy over, you know, these, these new shiny quarterbacks, and they're, they're tier two quarterbacks. You know, whoever, you know, when Andy Reid drafted Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech, now Andy's done his homework. Mm-hmm. He pulled in a superstar, and, you know, that that's, well, that's why Andy goes to goes deep in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. I mean, the guy is looking at the right things, and he's not getting caught up in all the, you know, uh, the shine that comes on these new quarterbacks like people did with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz when they both came out together. They thought they were the next, you know, and look at it. They're, you know, they're just two, two, two quarterbacks, and that's what you have this year. So you can't wait. Look at Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn was the next coming of, of quarterbacks. And then he fell a little bit in the draft, and he came out, and he was a superstar at Notre Dame. I mean, he was he was awesome. But, you know, he, he didn't. He was a just a plain Jane, Kirk Cousins, tier two. He wasn't even as good as Kirk Cousins, tier two at the NFL level. So, and that's what you have now. So, don't waste your your pick yeah. on a quarterback. Yep. And I I think another comment to be made about that pick with Detroit is they have a new general manager from last year, and they have a new head coach. And the draft last year. I think the general manager with Detroit showed with their first round pick. They took Panay Sewell. They took an offensive lineman out of the first round, and he was successful. He helped improve the offensive line. So that was a positive. That was a hit. Then later in the draft, in the fourth round, they took Amon Ross St. Brown, a wide receiver, and he was a hit. He was, I think, one of their best receivers, if not their number one receiver, down the last stretch of the last few games in the regular season. So the GM has shown that he understands what talent looks like, and he's able to grab talent in the draft. But I made this comment before, regardless of whether these quarterbacks are potentially Tier 2 or Tier 1, we're, we're, they, they're not coming out of these big programs that have known to create just great NFL players. So even if they were... If you take a quarterback top two overall in a draft class, your doomsday clock, I used this last time, your doomsday clock starts. Because if you draft somebody that early and you pay him all that money, you need to win immediately or as a head coach and a GM, you're going to lose your job. Well, look at look at Green Bay. Green Bay went and drafted. Who's the one that, that Aaron Rodgers? Jordan Love. Yeah, so they go and draft Jordan Love. I tell you what, that coach at Green Bay would be feeling some serious heat if Aaron Rodgers didn't stay. Yep. Because Jordan Love is not going to fill Aaron Rodgers' shoes. No. He he might be good. He might have some potential. 
but he's not filling Aaron Rodgers' shoes. No. And Trey Lance, same thing out in San Francisco. Trey Lance didn't beat out Garoppolo for that spot. What does that tell you? Joe Burrow was out there. Joe Burrow would have beat out Garoppolo. That's the difference between a Tier 1 and a Tier 2. But when you look at Jordan Love, so now, now you're starting to see why Aaron Rodgers was mad because now you've wasted a tier a uh, uh, first round pick on a tier two quarterback. Yeah. And I can't even say Jordan loves a tier two tier two because we haven't seen him play. No. So that's that's a completely wasted pick. Yeah. You know who? So who could they have had? Could they have gotten in an all star superstar receiver if they would have? And Green Bay lost in the final game, in the championship game. You know, if they would have picked somebody who was a superstar, guess who would have went to the Super Bowl that year? So that's why Aaron Rodgers is mad. Yeah. Yep. It's and different. You bring in Jordan Love, he ends up being a superstar. That's different. Mm-hmm. But at least trade him or get something for him. But don't waste a, t- a first round pick on a tier two quarterback. Yep. Teams are doing that left and right. Yep. And I think with San Francisco, it's. I think it. I'm not quite sure if it was the route that San Francisco was taking where they. They had Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo battle for that first spot, and Jimmy Garoppolo beat him out. That might be the case. I also think that they took the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes route, where they had the rookie come in and sit behind a veteran for a few years to learn under them to get their feet wet and then get started. But if it's like what you said, where Trey Lance isn't the future, then they've wasted that pick. Or, or he's a level two. Patrick or he's a level Mahomes two. was was a superstar. Yes. Just just like Aaron Rodgers came in and sat behind Brett Favre. You know, Drew Brees was sitting on the bench behind um, Patrick Rivers. Philip Rivers. Or Philip Rivers. And, and you know, so you know, these are tier one quarterbacks sitting behind yeah. guys at an early part in their career. Mm-hmm. You know, jury's still out on Jordan Love and Trey Lance, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, we also have to remember that the 49ers were pretty vocal about wanting to trade Garoppolo. So I think that I think a lot of it was they were expecting Trey Lance to take over very very soon. Um, but we'll see what they end up doing in this draft and what they end up doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. So with that being said, Detroit should go the defensive line, defensive end route as well. We're assuming that Jacksonville's going to take Aiden Hutchinson first. Does Detroit take Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon? The other defensive lineman out of Michigan, David David Ojabo. Or do they take the defensive end out of Georgia with Trayvon Walker? Well, and see, that's one where, you know, you you really want to look at who you currently have. Mm -hmm. Where are you, what are your needs? You know, um... You know, and then and then draft the the very best player based on film and review and and, and pro the pro day and, and those type of things. Um, you know, you want to draft the very best, you know, player available at that point. Yeah. So yeah. that's you know any one of those three or four or five guys, mm-hmm. you know, could probably come in. But you know, then I then I can see it's tough. But then you're going after a starter. You're going after a potential you know all star mm-hmm. player you know down the road. But you know, but when you take a quarterback in the first round mm-hmm. and he's a tier two, well, the league is filled up with tier two quarterbacks yep. all over tier two and tier three. Yep. So don't waste that pick. They, it, you pick a quarterback in the first round, he has got to be a without a doubt, like Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows, without, without a doubt, you know, 
a tier one quarterback. Yep. You could tell in college. You know, I think Trevor Lawrence has got some upside. I think, you know, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Troy Aikman, you look at some of these guys, you know, you can see, you can tell. Yep. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I yeah. so you don't want to waste that pick. So anyway. No. I think you make a good point where they don't want to waste that pick because a few years ago they had the opportunity to take Aaron Donald, a defensive lineman. Detroit Lions did. The, the Lions did. They had the opportunity to take them or take him, and the Lions decided to take Eric Ebron, right. a Second-string tight end now. Yeah. So, with that in the back of their minds, they should be leaning more towards defense, especially when you look at their head coach, the definitely a defensive-minded, a gritty, you know, fight-for-every-yard kind of guy, and you want a player to fit that philosophy as much as possible. And I think a defensive lineman is, or a defensive end is the perfect example of a player that or just a position that fits that philosophy. So I think if Jacksonville takes Aiden Hutchinson, Detroit should take Kayvon Thibodeau as of right now. They should still take that defensive end approach. Yep. All right. Now here's where the quarterback situation, even though it's not as positive as it can be, still might be their only option, and that's Houston. Houston has Davis Mills, as their starter, they traded Deshaun Watson to the Browns. And they have Kyle Allen as their second string and Jeff Driscoll as their third string. They need a quarterback. It's as simple as that. And they are picking third overall. So they have a great opportunity to grab a quarterback from the draft. Although their pickings aren't Great. Well, what do we think the Texans should do? Uh, if I were the Texans, I would not take a quarterback in this round. Just because they need one doesn't mean you go grab one. Uh, you know, you're sitting there because, once again, you don't want to draft a Tier 2 quarterback. You cannot draft a Tier 2 quarterback in the first round. Okay, that's the rule of thumb. You know, that, that's the guy, you know, now, you, so you take a look at the ones that are out there. And the ones that are out there, the first one that comes to mind that I don't think has been taken yet or, or uh, picked up yet, and this is based on health on how healthy he is, is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. If I were them, I would get Baker Mayfield and then not waste a top, what are they picking, fourth? Third. Third. Then they're not wasting a, a, a third-round pick. When they need a quarterback, you know, pull one from, the, that's then I, I would say Baker Mayfield is, is a bubble. You know, mm-hmm. he's a top two. He could be a one. So pull him in, and then use that pick to to satisfy another need, whether it's on their defensive line or whether it's weapons, or you know, for the quarterback mm-hmm. or running back. Um, but that, if I were the Texans, that's what I would do. I would not waste that pick on mm-hmm. a tier two quarterback. Yeah, my only that sets a team back. You know, years because you bring a tier two quarterback in and you try to build around them, and then the, the, the statement that you always bring up the doomsday clock is ticking. Because if you're a new coach, man, you have got to have the very best quarterback available, or your days are numbered. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, your days are numbered. And, you know, so you better get that in your head. Uh, otherwise, you know, look at the look at the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. He's gone, or coach, he's gone. Mm hmm. 
Now they got a new guy in, and if he rests, his, you know, puts his eggs in the basket with Kirk Cousins, his days are numbered. You know, I, I you yeah. know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're looking at results. You know, I, it, it doesn't matter if Kirk Cousins is completing ninety percent of his passes if he can't get the team to the to the playoffs. That's what we're looking for. We're looking at who can who has the leadership ability to get a team to the playoffs. Baker Mayfield has shown that right away, right out of the gate in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland is a perennial three, four win, five win team. Yep. So, yeah. So that's that's my that's my take for Houston. I would absolutely agree that they should pursue either Baker Mayfield, who I would think should be their first option. As they're they're, it's probably a better idea to take a page out of the Rams playbook. And pull a quarterback who's proven right. in the NFL as of right now. Very good point. Very good point. Pull somebody who's proven rather than take a gamble on somebody who might have a strong arm or might understand the game well coming out of the draft. You're, you're wasting that pick, exactly. Yep. Do I see them taking a quarterback from the draft? Potentially. Um, I'm not quite sure how much of a desire the Texans have to acquire Baker Mayfield, especially because they sent Deshaun Watson to the Browns and Baker Mayfield wasn't part of that transaction. So I'm not sure if or why they would treat Baker Mayfield in a different transaction between the two teams. So I feel like Houston is planning on taking somebody from the draft. And to me, if they do, I'm not, again, this is more of a, if they don't take Baker Mayfield, which I think they should, you should take Jimmy Garoppolo because, again, you're still trusting a quarterback from the current NFL rosters now, a proven quarterback. Again, he's kind of a strong Tier 2, not a Tier 1, but still proven in the NFL over the quarterbacks in the draft. But if they do take a quarterback from the draft, I feel that they should take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I I really don't think that it's it's hard to it's hard to argue that either of those should be taken over a Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy Garoppolo because again they're not proven. There are plenty of quarterbacks that they take from the draft that have strong arm. They know the game well. They they just love to play. They love to win, and they either flop or they become a tier two quarterback or they're just keeping seats warm in the quarterback room. So I feel that they, if they do take somebody, take Malik Willis, take the strong arm, take the mobile quarterback, somewhat of a way to replicate Deshaun Watson, because that's what Deshaun Watson was. He had a lot of mobility. He could throw the ball and see if that works out. But again, like you said and like I've said, your doomsday clock starts. So unless Houston has this plan set up where they plan on taking somebody, and they, they're, they're planning on taking a few years to get back into the swing of things, and they know Davis Mills isn't working, they're just looking for somebody else to take the reins, then I would take Malik Willis. Well, and, you know, look, let's look at, look at the Bills. I mean, the Bills have Josh Allen from Wyoming, yep. Case Keenum from Houston, um, and then uh, uh, Matt Barkley from USC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Josh Allen in Wyoming. Wyoming's not a top-shelf program. It's not, no. No? But they saw something in Josh Allen 
And this kid is clearly a tier one. He is, you know, I don't know if you, you know, I don't know if you can compare him to Ben Roethlisberger, but he's the big, strong, young kid that's got a huge, bright future minus injuries. You know, when you're going to take a quarterback, they, they've got to look like that. They've got to mm-hmm. look like a sure thing. You know, they've got to be able to come in and 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 you know produce right away. Look at Case Keenum. Case Keenum was a was a, a you know a strong quarterback at the college level, and he's done a decent job bouncing around from team to team. Mm-hmm. But he's a tier two quarterback, no yep. matter how you no matter how you spin it. But Josh Allen, so there was a diamond in the rough. I yep. call him a diamond in the rough. He wasn't at Alabama. He wasn't at Georgia. He was at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it, it, it can happen. Yep. But, boy, if you are going to take a chance on somebody from a Liberty or a Wyoming, they better be a Grand Slam automatic, you know, they've got everything. Mm-hmm. And what's between their ears is, is maybe the biggest part of it because, you know, they've got to have that leadership. They've got to be coachable. They've got to be, you know, they've got to make that position look easy. Yep. And that's what those tier one quarterbacks do. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Number four, you have the New York Jets. Okay. Jets, the Jets have uh, a new guy that they got their Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Um, Joe Flacco, who's been to the Super Bowl uh, with uh, uh, Baltimore, is number two. Yep. But Joe is, you know, he's he's over the hill. He's a tier two. He's a tier th- probably a tier three now, but he's he's a solid, steady uh, backup. Jarrett Stidham is is no, excuse me, uh, Mike White from Western Kentucky is number three so far on their list. But I think they've got their eggs in the basket with Zach Wilson. And um, I think Zach has some upside. I think you see uh, a kid that can scramble around and throw and, and, and you know, and, um, you know, add some flair to the offense. Mm-hmm. But once again, um, he's got to make the game look easy. You know, and if you want to know what that looks like, watch Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the guy just, you know, he, he's completely got that position figured out. Tom Brady, same thing, Peyton Manning. So, you know, I think with Zach Wilson with the Jets, I think it's it's defensive line. After the quarterback, it's the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Okay, then after that, it's weapons for the quarterback. And you fill in the best offensive line that you possibly can get through trades or whatever. Or if you have an unbelievable superstar in the draft, you pull in an offensive lineman. But you don't want to have a Tony Mandrich issue, uh, which, you know, was back in the day um, <laughs> where he was a complete, you know, he was, you know, it didn't turn out. Mm-hmm. So quarterback position is filled. So I think they got to go defensive line. To make sure that's as strong as they possibly can, can make it. And then they got to look at weapons for the for the quarterback. They got to look at it, how strong is the running back, how strong are the receivers. Is there an Odell Beckham? Is there a Rob Gronkowski that they can pick up? You know, outside maybe trade a pick, um, because they got a quarterback now. Right. 
you don't, you know, you start bringing in, you start bringing in other young kids, then your your build starts to, you know, you can't have too many young guys yeah. in there. You've got to have some maturity somewhere, um, you know. So, you know, so that that's. You know, who are the thing? Who are the guys that the Jets are? So, if we look at the same stats that we've been looking at for Jacksonville and Cincinnati, the number of sacks that Zach Wilson had last season, forty-four. Okay. So more sacks than Burrow's. Than Burrow. Or no, less than Burrow because Burrow had fifty-one. Oh, okay. Okay. Trevor Lawrence had thirty-two. Okay. And Zach Wilson has forty-four. So he's right in the middle. Yeah. So that tells us that he probably needs an offensive lineman initially. Yep. They're running, their total rush yards, they are at 1,667. So less, 100 yards less than both of those other teams. Mm-hmm. And the total number of sacks, defensive sacks, defensive sacks was 33. Low. 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 So there's a lot of places that the Jets can go to improve. I think the fact that their total rushing yards and the total number of sacks of Zach Wilson being more than what it was for Trevor Lawrence and the same thing with the rushing yards being lower with the Jets than they were with the Jaguars, I think they need to take an offensive lineman. And I think the best two options that they have is Evan Neal out of Alabama or Akeem Ikwanwu. I'm probably butchering that out of NC State. I think those are the two best offensive tackles, offensive linemen that they have to fix that sack issue and to fix the running issue. I think that that's the direction that they need to to go in. And they also have a bit of a saving grace where they pick fourth where they can take an offensive lineman. Or, like you said, if they want to go the defensive end route, they can take a defensive end at, at number four with the Trayvon Walker defensive end out of Georgia at four, because then they pick at 10. And I don't think many offensive tackles are going to be going in the top 10, especially when those teams are looking for high-caliber weapons or quarterbacks or those kinds of things. So they might be able to luck out and grab an offensive lineman and a defensive player. Mm -hmm. So who they take first, I would probably take an offensive lineman to take care of that issue first and then at the 10th pick there's a lot of defense a lot of defensive players they can pick from so I don't I think taking an offensive tackle would be better first and then taking a defensive end or a linebacker or a safety 10th for the Jets mm-hmm. I think that's a strong argument I think you know when you look at 30 you know low 30s of sacks mm-hmm. You know, you got to come back to what we had talked about before. I think that's that's weak. Yeah. And I also think that puts pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because now the defense is not, you know, the Jets didn't win very many games. No. That's, we're, you know, we're not strong. You know, so, you know, I, I like your argument. I would, I would load up that defensive front with the very best possible players I could find, just like the Rams did, bringing in Vaughn Miller. You know, and Aaron Donald, or you know, you pull in the, the best from um, around the league, yep. guys that are available, and then 
if you can fill it up with some of them, you can augment that with with the draft choices. But I, I agree, offensive line, defensive line, yeah. you know, uh, are, are great spots yeah. to... Oh, yeah. Or I think just defense in general. I mean, we're still not even considering, we haven't even gotten into the the point that there are strong defensive backs available and strong linebackers available. Mm -hmm. So those options aren't bad either, but I think they're offensive linemen. Take them first, improve that, get that sack number down for Zach Wilson, and then you can start getting that sack number up for the defense. Mm -hmm. Um, See, when you... you are looking at defense, and you're looking at teams that obviously like to blitz, like to pressure the mm-hmm. quarterback. You've got to have players that require a double team, right? Like a uh, like Sue or Aaron mm-hmm. Donald. You know, you you, you got to have guys that, that demand a double team because then that puts people like a Micah Parsons from Dallas that puts them in a one on one situation where they're going to win that. Yep. More times than not. See, but if you have defensive linemen that don't necessarily require a double team, yeah. you know, now you've... Very easy to yeah, keep a pocket. Yeah, your, your sacks are, and your pressure on the quarterback is not mm-hmm. good. And when you and you have quarterbacks that can sit back in that pocket and have all day to throw, mm-hmm. you know, good luck. Yeah. I Another great example of that, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. Right. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Right. They had to double team either Aaron Donald or Von Miller. Exactly. Whoever they double teamed, right. the other one got back there, yeah. pressured, sack, tackle for a loss, you name it. Right. So you need that kind of explosiveness on the defensive line right. just to cause that much that much disruption in the backfield. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that you know, that's those are the two spots. You know, whether people like it or not, a lot of people are drafting safeties and it's like you know you can get by with a pretty good safety, mm-hmm. pretty good cornerbacks when you have superstars on the defensive line. Right. When you got a Vaughn Miller or Aaron Donald breathing down your neck or coming after you, guess what? You're getting rid of that ball a lot sooner than you'd like to, mm-hmm. which which makes it a lot easier on the safeties and defensive backs. I mean, yeah. these 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 receivers can't even get into deep routes. No. When you've got defensive linemen that are breathing down your neck, and, and you've got people like Micah Parsons that are blitzing behind strong defensive line, yeah, you know that that's 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 why that is the defensive front is is so is so important. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Look at J.J. Watt. I mean, coming on Chase Young, like, coming mm-hmm. off the edge, you get you get them coupled with you mm-hmm. know like a Sue. You put Sue next to some of these guys. Sue's got to get double teamed. Aaron, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald's got to get double teamed. Yeah. So you put one on one with Von Miller. Good luck. Exactly. So, you know, so yeah. that's what they're. That's what you got to look at. So don't waste your pick on a tier two quarterback. No. Nope. Speaking of tier two quarterbacks, the Giants pick at number five, and their quarterbacks consist of Daniel Jones out of Duke. Can we both agree that that's a tier three quarterback? He maybe he, tier two. Uh, you okay. Know. Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he's a low tier two. Okay. Sure. Then you have Tyrod Taylor out of Virginia Tech. He's been used around the league. He's a tier two, tier three. Like it or not. Yep. Brian Lewerke. He, where's he out of? Tyrod Taylor is out of Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, that's right. Okay. Brian Lewerke is out of Michigan State. And he's he's a tier three. He doesn't have yep. you know, he's not gonna take a team anywhere. No. He might come in and 
you know, throw a little wrinkle in there a little bit, but he's he's not gonna. Yeah, and then you have Davis Webb out of California. Okay, that's their quarterback room. So the Giants are in another situation like Houston, where hate to uh, sound like a broken record, but the only two veteran proven quarterbacks out there that are either a bubble or a strong tier two that can be an obvious improvement is Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. Right. So if Houston, they either take in our in our draft mock draft here, they're either going to take Baker Mayfield for this pick, or in my case, they're going to take Malik Willis. So that leaves the Giants to take Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh or to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Either way, if that's the case, you're looking at a Tier 2 quarterback or a strong Tier 2 quarterback at best. Which, again, that's not where you want to end up. right? You always want to have a Tier 1 quarterback because that makes the rest of it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But with the 49ers... If they didn't trade their pick to Miami, the 49ers would be picking 29th. So they have the fourth best team in the NFL in terms of the draft. So Garoppolo has proven that he can win you games. He can get you to the playoffs. Right. Right? He's definitely got the ability. Well, if it comes back to we, we've identified nine or ten, eight, nine or ten tier one quarterbacks. Okay. How many teams make the playoffs? Right. So. Fourteen. 14 teams make the playoffs. So that means at least four or five Tier 2 quarterbacks are going to make the playoffs. So that's you know probably going to be a Dak Prescott mm-hmm. with the Cowboys. Um, that could be... Ryan Tannehill with Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill with Tennessee. Garoppolo with 49ers. And, uh, you know, you got a Baker Mayfield. You know, you could get lucky with... You got a Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins. You could get lucky with a Derek Carr. But those are... You know, once you get past Garoppolo, who who are they going to the, the the three that we met? Tan, Tannehill, Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. You know, these are the best tier two quarterbacks. Yep. They might they'll get you to the playoffs because somebody's got to fill those slots. There yep. just aren't enough tier one quarterbacks to go around. I think Carson Wentz is going to get Washington there this year. Mm-hmm. I think Dak Prescott will get the Cowboys there because there's enough room. I, I just don't think they're the ceiling. They'll run into that ceiling, and I yep. don't think they have. What it takes to, to, you know, go the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, what they have to hope for is that, like, a team like Green Bay screws up, mm. which they did. They take a Jordan Love, and they're lucky that that Aaron Rodgers stuck around. Yep. But. Um, you know, they take a Jordan Love so they don't. And now the Packers are hurting because they got rid of Devontae. They got a lot of issues in their receiver room. Yep. They don't have a lot of players left. Yeah. So you got to hope that they don't fill those slots. Exactly. Then that opens the door for a Tier 2 quarterback to, to, to move in. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Um, so let's say, in our case, the Giants trade for Garoppolo. Okay. I think based on just a guarantee... I think that's their best case scenario. They could take Kenny Pickett, but again, I'd rather take somebody proven. I think the Rams just made the perfect example of taking a proven quarterback mm-hmm. instead of searching for a potential positive right. out of the draft. Right. So now, and I only say that this year because 
I haven't, you know, I've heard of some guys, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some hype along with them, but not like you would with a guy who's going to set the world on fire. Right. So that tells me, with all the research and stuff that's going on out there, that there isn't a tier one coming at us. Yeah. Kenny Pickett might be the best, but doesn't make him a tier one. No. So if he's not a tier one, you've got to get him in the third yeah. round, fourth round. Let's let's take a look. There's not a quarterback university out there, but if we go through, you have Josh Allen. These are all the starters, first first string quarterbacks through all 32 teams. Josh Allen out of Wyoming. Wyoming's not known for being a top level. Right, they're not school. Known for, yeah, they're. You have Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones from Alabama. Both from Alabama. You have Zach Wilson from BYU. You have Lamar Jackson from Louisville. Joe Burrow out of LSU. Deshaun Watson out of Clemson. Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina. Davis Mills out of Stanford. Matt Ryan out of Boston College. Trevor Lawrence. Out of Clemson. Ryan Tannehill. So that's two out of Clemson, two out of Alabama so far. Yep. Ryan Tannehill out of Texas A&M. Russell Wilson out of Wisconsin. Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech. Derek Carr out of Fresno State. Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Dak Prescott came out of Mississippi State. Daniel Jones came out of Duke. Jalen Hurts. Oklahoma, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State, Justin Fields, Ohio State, Jared Goff, and Aaron Rodgers, both from California, Kirk Cousins from Michigan State, Marcus Mariota out of Oregon. Two at Oregon now. Yep. Sam Darnold out of USC, Jameis Winston out of Florida State, Tom Brady out of Michigan. Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. Two from Oklahoma. Matthew Stafford out of Georgia. Jimmy Garoppolo out of Eastern Illinois. And Drew Locke out of Missouri. Okay? Generally speaking, if they come out of the Big Ten or the SEC or the Pac-12, there's a general trend that you see... You see higher caliber quarterbacks, right? You got two out of Alabama, two out of Clemson. And you might have heard of Pittsburgh, or you probably have heard of Pittsburgh. You've probably heard of Ole Miss. You've probably heard of North Carolina. But Liberty is not a school that you hear a lot in terms of quarterback. Right. So that immediately tells you that this might be a... Best case scenario, it might be like a Wyoming with Josh Allen where they're not known for making quarterbacks or developing quarterbacks, but he might have that caliber ability. But again, it's hard to tell because Liberty is not one of those schools that you hear when we list off the starters. Right. That's why I say if you're going to make a choice like that Mm -hmm. and and throw a quarterback into that spot, they better be a Joe Burrow. Otherwise, you got to look to next year. Yep. You got to look at, at who's coming next year, and do the very best you can this year with some of the names that we've thrown out, whether Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
you know, you got to get the very best Carson Carson Wentz. Yep. You got to get the very best available. Um, and then, you know, look at pulling somebody in next year and mm-hmm. just start building things around them. Right. And you're going to have to take it on the chin again mm-hmm. until you get yeah. a superstar quarterback. Yep. So, so the team that we're talking about now. So, is, again, back to the Giants. Right. At pick at number pick at five. five. We're saying trade that pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's your best case scenario to get a quarterback to to improve the position as of right now, because if we look through there's the three uh, stats that we've been looking at through all these teams, Daniel Jones was sacked 22 times, so lower than any team we've looked at so far, and their total rush yards were 1688, so roughly the same, a little lower than Jacksonville and Cincinnati, but still roughly in the same area. Their number of defensive sacks, 34. Low. Low. Low 30s. So that, luckily for the Giants, even if they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, get a proven strong tier two, they pick. They get rid of the fifth round, or the number five pick, they also pick at seven. So they also have the luxury that the Jets do, where they can grab an, or a defensive player. They can grab a linebacker, they can grab a safety, they can grab a defensive end. Again, we're still arguing that defensive ends are probably your best bet. Who are they predicting them to take? They are taking Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Okay. uh, He's an outside linebacker. Okay. So, again, a linebacker isn't a bad idea. Who do they have have in that other slot? The other slot that they have is Evan Neal, a lineman out of Alabama. Their numbers reflect that that isn't fully necessary. I, I, I mean, taking an offensive lineman is never a bad idea. But just in terms of sacks and rushing yards, their numbers are similar in terms of rushing, but their sacks number of sacks for their starting quarterback is low compared to other teams. So that's a positive on them. So, But again, taking a defensive player can help get that number of defensive sacks up and that can help any team. Mm-hmm. Now, we're but see, on. then you come, then you start coming down to like I said, you if there if you don't have the ability to put your hands on a superstar quarterback right. now, then you start building things around and getting your eyes into next year's draft on yep. who you want to try to get next year. So they you start packaging right. and looking for you know whoever that might be. So they could stick it out with Daniel Jones. Right. Grab that offensive lineman, Evan Neal, out of Alabama. Or or go all in on defense. Because yep. I tell you what, when you have a superstar loaded defensive team, man, that that really... Uh, Jared Goff made it all the way to the, play, or all the, way to the Super Bowl yeah. with a loaded defense. Right. Yeah, that gives you... I mean, look at Cincinnati. They were tough. Um, you know, Buffalo, tough defense, all-star quarterback. You know, Buffalo's really a one or two players away from. They just acquired Von Miller. Yeah. Uh, it would be really and hard see, for me. There's a great thing right there. I mean, what a great pick that guy is. I mean, he comes in with all the experience, comes in with that hunger because Buffalo's got a chance. He's, you know, he's going to mentor the other guys. He comes in and he's going to play a certain amount of snaps and he's going to, you know, he, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a superstar. Yep. That's a great pick for Buffalo. Yep. And he's got that moxie that we talk mm-hmm. about all the time. Yep. Now we're on to Carolina. The Panthers, they've got Sam Darnold. 
They had Cam Newton. They tried everything they could to bring a quarterback in to try to win this year. Mm-hmm. If we look at those same three stats, Sam Darnold was sacked 35 times. The team had a total number of rushing yards with 1,842. So more than all the teams we've Which talked about so far. Yeah, yep. They have... Uh, that strong running back, uh, but he even got, he got injured. He did. Yep, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. But he did get injured. And their defense... So if they have all those rushing yards, that's telling me their offensive line is strong. Exactly. And their sacks were low. What were you, what was no, the, the, the sacks for Sam Darnold was 35. Yeah, that's low. Yeah. So that's, you know, that that's that's that tells me that their defensive line is... is or their offensive or excuse line. me, their offensive line is in pretty good, yep. you know, pretty good shape. And their total number of defensive sacks was 39. Okay, eh, on a lower end. So, lower end, sure. But this tells me that, yes, you could you could go in the direction of defense. But this might be another team where, whether they want to or not, whether they whether it's a good idea or not, I think this team is looking for a quarterback. I think this team wants to win now. If you look at the rest of the NFC South, I mean, what their competition is, and I think this is a great reason why Tom Brady unretired, he's going up against Marcus Mariota, who has been second string. You're talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about the just the NFC South okay. and their, their quarterbacks. You've got Marcus Mariota, who's been a backup, for years now. At Tennessee. At Tennessee. Sam Darnold out of USC, who, yes, he the number of sacks is kind of low, but they didn't win too many games last year. And then you have the Saints with Jameis Winston. If he can come back from that knee injury. If he can come back from that knee injury. Otherwise, the Saints have either Andy Dalton or Ian Book. So Both, both Tier 2, Tier 3. Right. So... The the book is from Notre Dame, right? So we're he's new, so we're we haven't seen much of him. No, he I know he played a few games last year, but nothing really materialized. So, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that entire division, the only Tom Brady has a free ride so, to and, win the division. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers has. Right, Aaron Rodgers is in the same boat. That's why you know these guys aren't dumb. No, you know they're like, look, we got to play these teams twice. So odds are. Or in our favor. Yeah. You know, so if I were Carolina, I would be looking and saying, okay, our offensive line is weak. Or, excuse me, our offensive line is pretty strong. Our, yep. our running game seems to be strong. If we can upgrade the quarterback a little bit, you yep. know, we, we, you know, or improve with the guy we got. But if we, the more we can strengthen the defense, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we got a shot. Yeah. So maybe Carolina can take. Two routes. They can either take a defensive guy at this point. Um, there's still uh, Devin Lloyd, outside linebacker from Utah. There's Nicobe Dean, a linebacker from Georgia. There's still David Ajabo, out of Michigan. Well, they got 39 sacks. Right. So it's it's a decent number. Now, what is their defensive? Uh, how many rushing yards were the total number of rushing? Their defense. Do you have that stat? You know, so basically, how were how were the Panthers 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 excuse me against the run? Hmm. 
we'll come back to that one. Yeah. Yeah, but that, you know, so that's something to consider. But I, you know, once again, they're building for a future quarterback. You yeah. Know, these teams should be racing and getting their sights set on a future quarterback. If there's nothing available now, mm-hmm. don't waste a pick on a tier two quarterback. I mean, the tier two quarterbacks are all over the place. Yeah. So you know, that's that's where I think a lot of these teams are making huge mistakes. Yep. Yep. And then. So with Carolina, they're either leaning towards defense, which, again, with the strength of what is in the draft, of who these positions are in the draft, they should still lean towards defense. If they do take a quarterback, their best bet as of right now in our mock draft is Kenny Pickett. He's the other quarterback who, of the ones available, has the best potential. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's hard to put into numbers what he's going to develop or how he's going to develop in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Giants picking at seven, which we talked about earlier. Then you have Atlanta picking at eight. They they traded Matt Ryan to the Colts, and they signed Marcus Mariota. So what that tells me is Marcus Mariota is probably going to be their starting quarterback next season. That's a two for a two, you know, maybe a two for a three. You know, I know you have your sights set on Mariota thinking that he's going to, you know, but, uh, you know, and he might have some, you know, something to show, but he's a tier two sitting behind a good tier two in Tannehill. Mm-hmm. So you got to look for a Drew Brees who is sitting right. behind – you know, sitting on the bench in... Sitting behind Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, who's a Tier 1. So here's yep. a Tier 1 sitting behind a Tier 1. Or an Aaron Rodgers, Tier 1 sitting behind Brett Favre. Tier 1 yep. sitting behind a Tier 1. Yep. That's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mariota is a Tier 2, maybe a Tier 3, sitting behind a good Tier 2. Mm-hmm. And they, good luck. Yeah. I They, they might have sought out Mar- Mariota because he's younger. He might have some years left in him. Right. But, again, you still had Baker Mayfield. I don't like to be a broken record, but... Baker Mayfield was still in the market. Garoppolo was still on the market. And you know, another one that they're throwing around, and who knows how good he is now, I wouldn't take a chance on him, is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, that's I, another He's been out of the league. I don't think he was starting when he was let go. When, when, he, when he last played, I think he was sitting the bench, and I don't remember who he was sitting behind. Um, it might have been Garoppolo. I don't, I don't know. It's been a few years yeah, so since I'd he's to, been I'd out. I'd have to look that one up. But, you know, you could bring him in and see what he's got. See if he's got, you know, he he did reach the Super Bowl with Harbaugh uh, in the 49ers. So, you know, I don't want to rule him out. But I think when he left, he was a Tier 2. And, you know, but he was sitting, he was playing behind somebody at the 49ers. And I thought it was Garoppolo. I'm trying to... I'm not sure who it was. So, you know, I think if you bring him in, he's going to be another Tier 2. And he hasn't played for a while, so he's going to be, he, you know, he's going to be rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's aged. Yep. You know, and there's there's some baggage. But I think most of the baggage has, you know, in today's world, whatever's front page today won't be there in a couple weeks. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much played itself out. Yeah. So I, you know, I think, you know, I, I think that 
uh, it would probably be a good idea for somebody to bring him in. I think he can help some of these teams. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it would be wise to bring him in and at least, you know, see what he's got left. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I think Atlanta, if if they've chosen to continue with Marcus Mariota, then, again, their best bet is to improve the defense. So they can take a corner, a defensive back, they can take a linebacker, anything on the defensive end to help improve and take less less weight off of Mariota's shoulders. Right. So he doesn't have to do as much as a team. Right. Now the other thing I would say is is if there's a running back in the field like Derrick Henry, who's just a workhorse, who's not injury prone, who's a workhorse, who's going to really, you know... Uh, carry the team. Um, you, you know you got to look at pulling, mm-hmm. pulling one of those running backs in, yeah. pulling running back in like that, or the guy from Indianapolis. The the running back in Indianapolis was you know was a superstar this year. Yep. So you know you they got running backs like that. You pull one of them in, or wide receivers like that kid that just got drafted to uh, out of LSU to to Cincinnati. Jamar Chase. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even want to see what teams missed out on him. No. I could see him when, when he was playing in, in the championship game, he was just toying with the defensive backs yeah. that were trying to stop him. And look at what he's done coming into the NFL. I mean, that guy's a, he's a future Hall of Famer if he can yeah. keep from getting hurt. He's a superstar. Yeah. And if back to Atlanta, where there are three stats again. Matt Ryan was sacked 40 times, okay. so not a great number. Rushing yards, 1,451. That's low. That's a low number. That's why I say if there's a running back out there like a Derrick Henry, because you got to realize Tennessee, if Tennessee were to get a Tier 1 quarterback like a Russell Wilson, if they'd have got him and wouldn't keep trying to hold on with Tannehill, they'd have been going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they wouldn't have just lost. You know, Derrick Henry and some of the other superstars on that team, they're they're right there, but they try to hold on with Tannehill, and he's he's not going to get him there. He hasn't. Now, he might. You know, it's not like he can't, but odds are he won't because he's he's a strong two. Yep. And last, their total number of sacks, defensive sacks, eighteen. Okay, that's terrible. Yeah, that's that's a clear yeah. indication that they need to be that's, seeking out yeah, defensive a front defensive linemen. Yeah. 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 They need to. They need to, to to get. They need to replace that whole front. Eighteen. Eighteen. That's got to be one of the lowest in the league. Probably, but yeah. 18 total sacks. Yeah. So they, they can take the defensive end route if there's the David Ajabo from Michigan, and if he's who, available. Who are they picking? What, where, what, what spot are they picking? Atlanta picks at eight. Eight, yeah. I'd, go, I'd definitely go defensive line. Yep. And I'd be pulling in anybody else. Yep. Um, if, if you don't want to fix the defense, you have Brees Hall out of Iowa State, Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M, Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. But see, once again, when you do that, when you start bringing in running backs, backs or defensive backs, defensive backs or safeties, you don't want them being the ones making the plays. No. Your defensive line has got to be the wall. Yeah. They've got that's got to be the wall because if you the weaker that the the defensive line is the fewer sacks you get the fewer yep. the less the you know the less pressure you get on the opposing quarterback and the more pressure you put on your defensive backs to yep. make the plays. Yep. 
Yeah, so you either go defense, like we're talking about, or who I listed off just a second ago, those were running backs. Brees Hall out of Iowa right. State, yeah. Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. That can improve your rushing yards because right. you're obviously not producing enough yep. in terms of your entire team. Right. So that's another route that they can take. Right. But, again, there's there are there is a lot of defensive players available whether it's defensive end, defensive linemen, linebackers, corners, safeties. This is the year to grab defensive players, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. So that's definitely the route that a lot of teams should take. Yeah. So, All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, we can now be found on YouTube and on Spotify, Easy Street Studios and Easy Street Sports. Thanks for listening.